Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Today, the whole world is celebrating the resurrection of Christ. Okay, so uh, we can talk about resurrection. There's so much scripture about the resurrection, but today I want to, of course, make it simple and then just, you know, point to, or I would, I would, I want to take your attention to the resurrections in the Bible. So there were two resurrections in the past that happened. And then after that, the third one is actually also two, meaning to say, uh, it talks about a future resurrection, but then this futuristic resurrections is actually uh, directing uh, or uh, it pertains to two destinations. Meaning to say there's going to be a future resurrection, but then uh, those uh, two resurrections leads to different, okay, leads to diverse, different destination so many say if you get resurrected to the this one you will go to another destination you have a different direction compared to the other resurrection that is also in the future okay so uh okay let's jump in uh the first scripture that i'd like us to read is john chapter 11 please turn your bibles to john chapter 11 if you have a different version if you want to use uh, uh your own version of the Bible, maybe a local dialect, it's okay. So please uh, follow. Uh, John 11, 17 says, On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Uh, now Bethany, that's a place, was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Um, Lord, Martha said, said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, Yes, uh, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Okay, Martha was right, but, okay, let's read verse 25. It says, Jesus said to her, I am. Okay, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though he die. Okay, Anyone who believes that Jesus is the resurrection and the, and the life will be resurrected. Okay, that is what Jesus said. But although Martha was correct, when she said, I know my brother Lazarus will rise again in the resurrection, at the resurrection or at the last day, but Jesus did not uh, counter that, okay? But instead, he said, I am the resurrection, okay? He is the resurrection. So you see, if you're looking for a Savior, He is the Savior. He is the one who can resurrect us, who can bring us back to life 
on that day. Okay? So, guys, uh, verse 26. Let's, let's finish this one. And whoever lives by believing in me, Jesus said, will never die. Do you believe this? Uh, verse 27. Yes, Lord. Martha replied. She replied. I believe that you are the Messiah. I Meaning, say you are the Savior. Messiah or Savior, the same. He's, she said, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. So, ladies and gentlemen, the first resurrection that I want to mention is the resurrection of Lazarus. Okay? Uh, when Jesus was here, uh, Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ, resurrected, raised Lazarus from the dead. Okay, so let's read that account. Let's continue. Uh, let's jump to verse 38. It says, Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Um, Take away the stone, Jesus said. And then Martha said, but Lord, okay, um, by this time, there is a bad odor. Okay, kanang bahot na daw. For he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, in verse 40, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, He said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. So you see, the Father is a different person because now Jesus is communicating. Okay, he, he, Jesus is interacting and saying, Lord, I know that you hear, that you always hear me. But I said this. This is what Jesus said. said mentioned. He, he said, I said this. Meaning to say, he prayed aloud. When, he was, when Jesus was praying to the Father, he wanted everyone to hear. Okay? And this is what the Lord said. I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. If Jesus is the Father, that cannot be possible because you know what? How can he send himself? When you say, I send somebody, it's not you. Because if you go, then you, are, you, you cannot send yourself. You, know, you understand the point? For God so loved he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, so he gave. You cannot give... Well, anyway, let's continue. We, we're now uh, at verse 1. 43. 43. When he had said this, Jesus called, uh, called in a loud voice. Jesus said, Lazarus, come out! Verse 44. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes. And let him go. Wow. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Because they saw a miracle. They saw the glory of God. Okay? So, friends, um, but the Pharisees, you know, even if, you know, uh, they witness, you know, uh, a miracle from God, they still don't believe. So, that's... That's the kind of pride that these uh, religious leaders had during that time. And even today, there's a, a lot of people doesn't believe the Bible. And that still 
reflects, you know, it, it's a manifestation of pride in man. Because man, we, man by default, okay, are dead. Spiritually, spiritually dead. You know, they cannot respond to the word of God, okay, because of sin. Okay, that's why we need to pray that the Holy Spirit will rebirth, will, will regenerate the spirit of man so that, you know, people will understand the need of a Savior. Yeah. So, okay, so the first resurrection, okay, uh, documented in the Bible, in the New Testament, is the resurrection of Lazarus. Okay, so, hallelujah. Alright, so let's go to the next resurrection. Uh, I have three passages for the next resurrection but i chose i choose to uh use only one now turn your bibles with me to luke chapter 24 beginning from verse 1 to verse 8 all right verse 1 to verse 8 okay if you don't have a bible you can follow us you can look at the screen and then just read along okay but but we're using the niv version no verse 7 not today uh I think verse 8. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so uh, Luke 24, verse 1, it says, On the first day of the week, okay, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. Okay, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men, Okay, in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. Verse 5, in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? So why are you looking for the living in the grave area? Okay, uh, and verse 6 says, he is not here. He has risen. Okay, we, we went to the garden tomb uh, last uh, uh, year 2020. Ah, no, no, 2010. Okay, uh, 10 years ago. Ah, no, was it 10 years ago? 11 years 11. ago. Okay. Um, and then th th there is, uh, uh, I, I don't know which part, but maybe inside inside the, the tomb itself, there is, uh, there is, uh, we, we saw this uh, written in a, Maybe on one side it says, He is not here, He has risen. Okay? So it says, He is not here, He has risen. We'll show you the video later. So hold on. So he said, Remember how Jesus told you, how He told you while He was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man will be delivered over the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered His words. So as you can see, Jesus gave a prophecy about what they will do to him, that he will be killed, and then on the third day, he will rise again. That's why we can trust the prophecies in scriptures, okay? So all the, especially, even the end-time prophecies that are written in scriptures, you have to take heed because it will surely come to pass. The Lord will make sure that what he said will come to pass, and that's to our advantage because we already know the story. We know how this world will end. Amen? And, uh, and, and, and uh, God is good. So, okay. Resurrection number one is about what? 
The resurrection of Lazarus. Resurrection number two is about what? The resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he was indeed resurrected. We're going to give you more scriptures concerning that later in our uh, in the concluding portion of this uh, presentation. So the third resurrection is about the resurrection that leads to two different two different destinations. When you say, if you're on the other side, you will go to this to a certain destination. Now, if you belong to the other resurrection, you're gonna go to the other destination. So it's it's gonna there is going to be a Y a, a split. You know, so. Now the question, my friend, is this. Since this third resurrection deals with a resurrection that, is, that will come, that is yet to come, that will happen in the future where, where all of us will experience, everybody will get to experience the resurrection power of God. And I tell you, friends, I tell you, there are two futuristic resurrections. Okay? Um, Two events that will occur in the future. So, what are these two futuristic resurrections? Okay, um, let's read two scriptures: Acts twenty four fifteen and John five twenty eight to twenty nine. Okay, let me begin with Acts twenty four fifteen. It says, "And if the same hope in God as these men themselves have." It says that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. Now, this is the Apostle Paul. He said, there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. Wow. So, righteous and the wicked. Resurrection. So, alright. So, are you righteous? When you are resurrected as a righteous person, you become righteous because of Jesus. You're going to where? One destination. But if you belong to the wicked men, the wicked group, once you are resurrected as a wicked person, you're going to a different destination. Now, let's read John chapter 5, 28. It says, Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will, will hear His voice. Just like Lazarus. Remember Jesus said, Lazarus come, forth. Lazarus, come forth. I like the song of Carmen when about Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, come forth. You should, you should listen to that song. Now, verse 29, Jesus said, When all who are in the graves will hear his voice, verse 29, and come out, those who have done what is good will rise to live. And those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. Meaning to say, there are two, uh, two types of futuristic resurrections, okay? Which, what are those? Um, the righteous will rise to live, to have everlasting life, okay? They will rise, okay, to, to, to everlasting life. But the, the wicked will rise. They will be resurrected. To re resurrected unto damnation. Okay? Do you understand? So, the one, they will rise unto eternal life. The other one will rise to eternal damnation. Eternal torment. Day and night. No rest. I'm gonna tell you. 
the prophecies in the Bible, even in the Old Testament, came to pass to the detail, to the date, to the time. That is, the Bible is so amazing. This is God's book. You must esteem it, okay? Take heed, okay? Steam the Word of God because everything that it said came to pass except for the future, okay? When the Bible says that in, in the last days, uh, there's going to be, uh, uh, Israel will, will be back as a nation. And it happened. That was 1946. Or, I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you know what? And then it says there's going to be an aliyah. That, that, that his people uh, will return to Israel. And it happened. Amen? Until today. It's, it's not done yet. But after that, what's next? Okay? So now, you see, you know, you who have followed our teaching on the two opposing kingdoms, uh, what else? The, the, the rapture. Okay, the, the three raptures. Okay, we, we presented to you the three raptures in the Bible. We really don't know how it will play out in the actual because only the Lord Jesus Christ has the power uh, to open the seals when He wants it. Okay, and, and only the Father in heaven has the authority to say, Son, go get my people. It's time to go. Go get them. So, it's not in our hands. We're not God. Remember that. So, so let's leave it that way. Okay? Let's leave it that way. What is important is that you are born again because if you're not born again, you will not get there. To get to heaven, you have to be born again. Jesus said, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus never taught about religion. Ever. I tell you. Give me a verse where Jesus said, you have to be a member, you have to be baptized in this certain church. There is none, I tell you. There's so much false teaching going on around the world right now. Okay? They were adding to scriptures and that is very dangerous on the judgment, on judgment day, on his day. So, friends, ladies and gentlemen, let us, you know, uh, preserve, uh, let us remain um, loyal to God. Let us stay on his side and, and, uh, and make sure also that Regarding these two uh, futuristic uh, resurrections, make sure that you are on the right resurrection. What are those? Now, let me discuss. So, resurrection number three is about the first resurrection. What? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the first resurrection. That's what the Bible says. Now, let's read uh, some scriptures about that. Um, Revelation 20. Um, of course, uh, if you want to follow the order oh, uh, of the events, you have to start with verse 1 because uh, it's about the angel who went down uh, having the key of the abyss and holding his hand. And then he seized, you know, he arrested the dragon, which is the devil, uh, the ancient serpent, and uh, bound him for a thousand years in the abyss. Okay, abyss or the bottomless pit where he cannot do anything. And he, he will be locked in there and sealed there for a thousand years so he cannot deceive the nations anymore. So we will not have trouble. We will have complete peace when Jesus will come and establish the millennial kingdom that he promised. There's going to be a perfect government. There's not going to be an election anymore. And I tell you, that that's the time we will have true change. Okay? And... and, and uh, 
and Jesus is the righteous one, and we are going to be happy. We will reign with him. Okay? So, this first resurrection, okay, let's read verse 4. Revelation 20 verse 4. Let's jump to verse 4. It says, after that, okay, uh, it says, John said, I saw the thrones on which were seated those who have been given authority to judge. I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. So these are the people that are loyal to the Lord Jesus. They, they, they don't care even if they get killed by the beast, by the Antichrist. It doesn't matter. They're not going to worship the beast. They're not going to submit to the uh, deceitful uh, kind of government. This is a one-world government. It's going to, you know, try to cover the whole earth. And it says, they had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads and on their hands. So, th this is futuristic. This is not now. I tell you, this is not today. Okay? So, don't worry. Uh, you can take the, the, the vaccine if you want to. But, you know what I'm thinking? I think I was thinking about, you know, maybe next week, if we had the time, maybe invite some friends, our doctor, uh, Dr. Alva, or if she's available, or, or it depends. I'm not saying we will, but but part of uh, my plan was that to talk about sh do, shall Christians, I mean, should Christians take the, the vaccine or not? So you, you get the enlightened about this and that, you know what, uh, uh, let's go back to our topic, okay? So th that is not our topic today, but... It depends. If if you send me a message, if we see some comments that yes, we want to hear, we want to let let's talk about the the vaccine, uh, vaccination thing, uh, then we will. But if that's not your priority, then uh, we don't need to talk about it. We will just continue to talk about uh, the topics that we want to impart to the family. Okay, so it will depend. Okay, it depends. Um, uh, you share your thoughts to us, okay? So we will know uh, what's our priority. So it says, they did not receive the mark on their foreheads and on their hands. They came to life. Did you? Please read it. Verse 4. Is it there? Verse 4. It says, they came to life. What is that? That's resurrection, okay? They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Hallelujah. I want to be... One of those who will be resurrected who, uh, and, and reigned with the Lord Jesus Christ for a thousand years. Oh, hallelujah. This is a perfect government. I'm, I'm looking for that government. Hallelujah. And now, uh, verse uh, 5, it says, this is the first resurrection. Yeah. It okay, it's there. Okay, verse 5 says, this is the what? The first resurrection. Okay. The rest of the dead did not come to life until a thousand years. Thousand years were ended. So meaning to say, the first resurrection, there is going to be a what? One thousand years apart before the second resurrection. Okay, because there's going to be the last war before the second resurrection uh, will take place. Do you understand? The, the, at, the, at the end of the thousand years, the devil will be released and he will deceive the nations again. It's going to be a last war. And then after that, when all the enemies are finished, okay, then that's the time the Lord is going to set up the white throne judgment. It's going to judge those who refuse the Lord Jesus Christ. 
they will be resurrected we will read that later don't worry don't worry i'm gonna give you the scriptures so you can read them yourself okay so let's go going back verse 5 it says this is the first resurrection but the, the rest of the dead did not come to life until a thousand years were ended verse 6 blessed and holy are those who share in the what in the first resurrection the second death has no power over them but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years hallelujah you know what after the thousand years the next thing that will happen is more glorious, okay? But anyway, that's not my topic. Please, uh, if you want to know, uh, go watch our series on the two opposing kingdoms. All right. So, First uh, Thessalonians 4.13, okay? This is another scripture um, about the, the, the first resurrection. Who are, are those... Uh, people who are Eligible. counted in the, the, the first resurrection. Okay, First Thessalonians 4.13, it says, Brothers and sisters, we don't want you to be uninformed. We don't want you to be ignorant Okay, about those who sleep in death. Many you say, the Bible said that when a, a Christian dies, it, it's like sleeping. Okay, it's like sleeping. That's it. So, when your time comes, you die, you don't feel anything. It's like you're sleeping. You, you just fell asleep okay uh, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope verse 14 for we believe that jesus died and rose again why because we believe that jesus resurrection in the life right and so we believe that god will bring with jesus those who have fallen asleep in him so the lord will bring us up he will raise us up everyone who are in Christ, who are born again, who gave their, who committed their lives in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, who, who came under the Lordship of Christ. When they die, they will rise again. All right. Verse 15, according to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. Okay? For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command. With the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. Read this. And the dead in Christ. And the dead in Christ. And the what? The dead in Christ will rise first. So before the rapture, before those who are still alive, before they will be snatched out, okay, caught up in heaven to be with the Lord to, to gather with the saints in the air, okay, before that event will take place, the Bible says there's going to be a resurrection. And who will be those uh, dead? Uh, who will be those who will be, I mean, those who will be resurrected on that day, on that particular time? These are the people who died in Christ. Because it says the dead in Christ will rise first. Right? So after that, verse 17, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Forever. Okay? It's going to be forever. Wow. That's why in verse 18 it says, 
Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Are you encouraged today? <laughs> you should. Okay. So that's the first resurrection, which is the third resurrection in our uh, topic. Now, the fourth. This is the last one. Okay. Resurrection number four is about the second resurrection. Okay. <laughs> okay. We just... We just discussed about the first resurrection. So if there's a first resurrection, the second resurrection is next. So the second resurrection is the resurrection of non-believers. This is the resurrection of unbelievers. Now, that's not a good word to hear. That's not very encouraging. No, I mean, it's, you feel like, you know, we're discriminating people because, oh, you're not a believer. You are an unbeliever. But whether you like it or not, that is biblical and sound teaching. If you think, if you know, if you are sure that you are an unbeliever, you cannot, you cannot hate people if they, you know, categorize you, you, know, you in, in, in the non-believing group. Because you have a chance today, right now, we are going to give you the opportunity to become a believer okay so that's the good news if right now you who are watching maybe you know you stumbled in our sight and then now you are watching it and you don't know why you are locked into this broadcast that is God's uh, grace that's God's favor on you so please hang on and stay tuned and 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 wait for uh, the the portion where we will give you the opportunity to become a believer of Christ. Okay? So, hold on. Alright. So, let's just finish the last one. So, you will understand uh, what is the, the destination. Where will these non-believers go? Okay? So, resurrection number four second re is about the second resurrection. It is the resurrection of non-believers, of unbelievers. Now, Two passages, that's Revelation 20 and Revelation 21. Okay, Revelation 20 verses uh, 11. Ah, uh, 12? Yeah, 12. Alright, so now again, if you would like to follow the sequence of this event, you start with verse 7. Revelation 20 verse 7 because this is when a thousand years is over, are over, and, and Satan will be released from the prison to, to deceive the nations, the uh, on the four corners of the earth again, uh, the Gog and Magog thing, uh, to gather them into battle. I mean, you say the devil for the last time, he's going to wage war against the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, against the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? So, uh, he will do his best because he knows that he will not win. But at least, you know, he, just, he will just do his best. So don't side on the devil because if you are on the side of the devil, you are on the losing side, I tell you. Okay, so this is a warning right now to all of you who does not like the Lord Jesus Christ, who does not like Christians, Christianity. I tell you, it's time that you change your mind. Okay, I pray. I mean, if you don't really understand it because you can't understand it, you have to pray and ask God, Lord, help me understand. So I see the, 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 the wisdom why I need a Savior. You need a Savior, my friend. 
Okay? So, at that time, let's, let's jump directly to Revelation 20 verse 12. Okay? This is what John saw. John said, I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. The books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. Okay? Um, the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the book. So, meaning to say, we, there are two books. One is your biography, and the other one is the book of life. So, because it's a record of what you have done, Okay, all the things you've, you went through, you've done, you've, said, you've spoken, your decisions in life while you were living. So that's your book, that's your biography, that's your story. Okay, it will be open. And then the other book is the book of life. Mm -hmm. Meaning to say those people who, uh, who were not found in the book of life because they refused Jesus Christ. They refused to believe, they refused to submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why their names are not in the book of life. Okay, uh, now, I'm not going to talk about, you know, Calvinism and Arminianism, but although I like to talk about it, but it, it's in a Bible school setting, right? But just let's make the topic simple, all right? Let's make the topic simple. But you have to understand when you talk about doctrinal issues, you need to strike the balance, okay? You have to, um, to, to consider the full counsel of scriptures, not just pick you know don't don't just pick scriptures that that will support your uh, doctrinal position that is not right okay the right thing to do is uh, the full counsel of scriptures you have to listen to the word of god balance it listen to the holy spirit so if you want you know you, you have to to enroll you know, in the bible school okay so anyway um and now uh, we have three uh, Bible schools, by the way. I, 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 what I'm trying to point out is we have the CBI, we have the fire school, and we have the, the just the training, the discipleship, or, or the Bible, uh, the, the church-based Bible school, okay, uh, as they call it. So, uh, wait a minute. What, which verse? Verse? Yeah, okay, okay. Verse 13. Uh, Revelation chapter 20, verse 13, it says, the sea gave up the dead that were in it. That's resurrection, my friend. Those who had died, who died in the sea, the Bible says the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades or hell gave up the dead that were in them. Meaning to say, there's a lot of souls that went to hell, and this is the only time that they will be out of hell. Whoa, whoa. Meaning to say, everyone who died who are not in Christ, they died in the flesh, but they go directly to hell. And then they, they are right now in hell, suffering. It's a prison cell for those who are wicked, those who refuse the Lord Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Now, the thing is, then a thousand years after the first resurrection, a thousand years, they were still there, suffering every second. They are suffering. They, 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 all the pain is there. You know, right now in this life, if you get sick, you know, it's a struggle. It's, it's a difficult time when we get sick. We have headache. We have all this sort of pain. That is nothing compared to those people who are experiencing literal hell right now. Now, imagine that all those years, 
They are there shouting, uh, I mean, uh, in pain, screaming in pain, nonstop, no rest. Now, now listen to this. And the Bible says, after a thousand years and, and after the last war, and then death and Hades or hell were, were thrown into the lake. Uh, and the lake of, uh, where am I? The lake of fire is the second death. So after that, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Let's, let's read that again. The sea gave up the dead that were in it. The death and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in it. When you say hell gave up those who are imprisoned in hell and each person was judged according to what they had done. Meaning to say they will, they will be resurrected only to stand on the white throne judgment, okay, to be declared, okay, guilty, okay, where Jesus, where the Lord, the judge will say, depart from me, I never knew you, you who practice wickedness, okay, it's formally, the verdict will be read, so the point is that they will be resurrected, and they say, whoo, Finally, finally, just for a moment, they will all get to see the beauty of God's abode, heaven. And say, oh no, I should be, you know, residing in this beautiful place. But only they will just be lining up to be judged. And after that, after that, verse 14 says, Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire, and lake of fire is the second death. Verse 15, read this. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the what? The lake of fire. And again, those who were, who suffered in hell for a long, long time after being <laughs> declared guilty, they are thrown to the lake of fire, which is more worse. Because... It's going to be forever. Okay. Revelation 21. This, this is the last scripture for, for, our, for the, our main topic. If you would like to follow, because we're now reading the negative side, but there is a positive side on this, on this when you read from verse 1 all the way to verse 8. Okay. But in our case, uh, do you want me to read it? No, not anymore. So you read it yourself. Revelation 21 verses 1 to verse 7. It's a good, 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 good part of... Uh, because the verses 1 to verse 7 is about the first... Those people who are... Uh, those people who are in Christ. Okay? I like it when, when it says, uh, Look, God's dwelling place is now among His people and He will dwell with them and they will be His people, and God Himself will be with them and be their God. Okay? Verse 4, it says, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. Wow! Imagine that. For the older order of things has passed away. Verse 5, He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. That's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Verse 6, He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and Omega. 
the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. You know what? It's a pure water. It's a water of life. And, Je and the Lord Jesus, I will give water without cost. Why? Why? Because, you know, here in, in right now, in our world, we have to pay water bills, right? <laughs> We've been paying water bills <laughs> ever since. We, we have the what, uh, water connection. But here's good news. One day, no more water bills to pay. <laughs> all right. Verse 7. Those who are victorious will inherit all this. Ooh, hallelujah. What a promise. And I will be their God and they will be my children. Amazing. Then verse 8. But. It says, but. This is the opposite sign. Okay? While the other side is enjoying. There's so much bliss. Unspeakable pleasure in God's presence and everything. The good things that God has prepared and done for His people, for His followers, for His children. But, on the other side, those people who refuse to follow, to submit to the Lordship of Christ, those who refuse to, to, to believe and accept Jesus as the Lord and only Savior, what will be their fate? F-A-T-E. What is going to be their fate? Verse 8, read. But the cowardly. Okay? In other versions it says, but the fearful. You know, there are, you know, during the pandemic, especially last year, 2020, there's so many Christians that are so fearful. Now, the, the, don't get me wrong. We, we all experience certain level of fear, but there are people, uh, the level of fear that they have that, I mean, they are willing to surrender their faith in Christ because they fear the, 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 the man, you know, the, 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 what could man do to man? I, I don't know how to, you know, um, explain that. But what if in case something happens in the world, there will be people who are going to be fearful. They will fear for their lives. They want to, they will, uh, what do you call this? Uh, at the expense of their life at the expense of their eternal life at their expense of their faith in Christ they are going to they will be willing to give it up so that they can live for a moment <laughs> don't receive when the time comes and the beast appears if you're still here and if you are here if you're watching right now don't ever receive the mark of the beast in your forehead or in your hands because you know what it's not worth it the beast can torture you at least seven years if yeah that's not gonna happen you know god's grace is with you you know there's nothing the enemy can do then to the max they can only kill you but it's like sleeping to to it's like falling asleep to a believer but you know what here's the thing do not receive the mark of the beast. Do not be fearful. Do not be a coward. Okay? Do not be a coward. If you really love God, you are not going to be a cowardice. You will not. Because you love God so much. And so your life is not 
does not matter anymore. What matters is your loyalty, is your love for God. That's what matters. Why? Because you love Him. No matter what happens, no matter what trial you will face, you will overcome. Why? Because you will follow, you will choose to follow. If you fear God, if you love God, you will follow Him. Fear, when I say fear God, I don't mean you are terrified of God. God is not a terrorist. Okay? You are not frightened of God. But if you are not living right with God, if God is not your Lord and Savior, you, will, you have the right to be frightened. You have the right to be terrified. Okay? Because in His holiness, He will serve justice. But listen, listen, listen now. When you say fear God, you fear offending Him. You don't want Him offended with the way you live your life. It's like, I love my wife and I don't want my wife, uh, I don't want her to be offended with, with the way I live my life. Do you understand? The same thing. If you love God, you fear Him. If you love God, you will obey Him. If you love God, you choose, you know, you're willing to suffer for the one you love. If you don't love God, you don't care. You don't want to... You don't want to die, you don't want, you know, because you're, you're self-focused, you're, you are selfish. But if you love God, your focus is on Him. Lord, whatever your will is, I'm not going to give up our relationship. I am for you, Lord Jesus, I am on your side. That is why it says here, but the cowardly, the fearful, those who fear men, okay, comma, and it says, the unbelieving, whoa, it's there. The fearful, the unbelieving, the vile, okay, kanang hugawan, the murderers, okay, that's uh, easy to understand, the sexually immoral, okay, uh, a pastor told me, a mentor told me that uh, right now the world is confused with gender, you know, they, they said, I, I heard about 57 genders, can you imagine, the Lord is not confused, there are only two genders, in the Bible. I did not say that. Please, don't get me wrong. I never said that. Who said there are two genders? The Creator. Come on. Are we better than the Creator? What the word lacks is submission to the Creator. He gave us free will. He gave us volition. But you know what? It's our prerogative to choose whether to follow and believe Him. If not, you might end up with Revelation 21.8. The cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, okay, the, those who worship other gods, and all liars. It's there. Read it. I am not inventing this. I am not the, the, the author of this. It's the word. It says, all liars. They will be consigned in the fiery lake of burning silver. This is the second death. So now we know that those who belong to the, to the second resurrection, which is after the, a thousand years later after the first resurrection, these people will be thrown to the lake of fire and they are going to experience the second death, which is eternal punishment, eternal torment, which is, this is the predicament. Of those who refuse to but believe and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell you, to be part 
of the body of Christ, okay, to be part of the body of Christ, you have to make a decision. This is not uh, changing from one religion to another. This is about uh, committing your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Okay? So, to close, in closing, okay, in closing, I want to give you a take-home, okay? A take-home uh, thought on, uh, on, on uh, food for thought, okay? Uh, about the resurrection. Number one, the resurrection validates, authenticates the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and provides a firm foundation of our faith. It provides, you know. Uh, verse 13, uh, 1 Corinthians 15 says, If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. Verse 14, and if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. Verse 17, jumping to verse 17, it says, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Verse 20, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. Okay, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So therefore, our faith is not futile. Okay. It's not because Jesus was indeed raised from the dead. You know, uh, again, uh, 2010, we, we went to the garden tomb that's in, the, in Israel. And there was this, uh, of course, this tomb, <laughs> a unique one. You know, it, it's near the, the place where they crucify uh, people. Okay. And, and the tomb, and uh, the tomb that was empty in that particular uh, area proves that our Redeemer lives. Okay, it's true. It's not a scam. Okay, you cannot recreate those, uh, the things that are there uh, a long time ago. It was still preserved. Okay, the, 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 okay, what do you call this? The, what you will see during the time of Jesus was still there. Okay, it was preserved. Okay, how do we know? If you read the, the Synoptic Gospels, you will see uh, th there are descriptions about where Jesus was crucified and that the tomb where he was laid, I mean, his burial place was just nearby, okay? And uh, it's there. It's the only place among the, 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 the area, I mean, the, the cemetery or what do you call this? The, the, the tomb area, I mean, the grave area. It's the only one that, that's empty, no bones, okay? So all, all the details like the distance of the tomb to the crucifixion site described in the Gospels are true. They are confirmed by the actual place itself. Uh, we were there. So please, uh, uh, if you want to know more, just read the Bible. You get more clues, okay? That's not only that because after they laid the body of Jesus there, uh, the Roman soldiers came and then they sealed it, okay? They, they put something in the, in the, um, the stone that... That this being that they can roll, I don't know what to, to call that, but let's play a video, watch it. Okay, it's just a three minute video. Enjoy. When you go inside, you're going into a weeping or a wailing chamber, it's a large one that tells us it was a rich man's tomb. Anybody had a uh, a wealthy man will always have a large weeping chamber where the folk would come and mourn for him. 
To look at the grave, you've got to turn to the right, the direction I'm looking now. It's the only Jewish tomb I know where the graves are on the right of the entrance. Normally, you would go through a weeping chamber and then straight down into the lochala, into the grave. Here, the grave is on the right-hand side. Why am I making a point? Because Mark, a great one for detail, tells us on the right, he saw the angel sitting. Sometimes if you look in that far corner, you'll see the foot washing cut, then the resting place, then the stone pillow, one grave and one grave only, and that's what the Bible said. Now I've taken you around, we've seen uh, Golgotha, the place of Christ's crucifixion, uh, Mount Moriah, the Mount of Sacrifice, outside the city wall, no problems. Next door to the garden, we've walked through this garden, the vineyard 2,000 years ago, behind that uh, big old tree there, you'll find the wine press. And when you go inside, you're going to see what everyone else sees. You're going to see an empty tomb. Because 2,000 years ago, death couldn't hold Jesus. Now you want some good news. Here it is, 2,000 years on. Death won't hold those of us who put our trust in Christ Jesus. The victory he won then, he gives to us now. But make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you his peace. Hey, thank you for coming around. Go on in now and make sure the tomb is empty. Okay, take notice. They dug a hole at the far corner. Okay, it's down there. Did you find anything, sir? I did. There's no body and there's no Jesus. Yeah, of course, he resurrected. Uh, it was a tomb of someone wealthy, okay, someone rich in those days. Because the poor cannot afford a tomb with a huge stone to secure the entrance, okay? So that's why uh, the rest uh, have a small area where the, their bones were placed on it. It's like small caves, small portion. It's like an apartment with, with little holes where the bones are stored, okay? And it's open. There's only one entrance for everybody. It's, it looks like that, okay, for most of those who were buried there but there is one that's big enough i mean because that time only the a rich person i mean can afford to have a tomb like that it's secured with a huge stone okay because he can pay for it right so um another thing from the entrance where we we walk in okay is an area called the weeping area so once you walk in there oh sorry yeah, it's, I don't think, yeah, forward, forward. 
There, there. Okay, so you see the bars. Uh, there is a. Um, this is uh, so that we cannot enter the the tomb itself. Okay, this is inside the tomb, but on the left side where I'm standing, okay, is what they call the the weeping area. Okay, and standing at the weeping area, when you face to the right, of course, this is now facing right now. Okay, this is right. Pan to the left side inside the tomb. This one. Okay, that one. Can you, okay, okay, can you see that? Okay, freeze, okay, freeze that picture, that that uh, frame, okay. Uh, when you look at the far corner, okay, there was a digging, okay. Can you see that? At the foot area. Um, why? They dug a, they dug a little bit, okay, at the foot portion because they had to extend the, this area, the, the resting place where they lay the dead. Because the one that they put in there was obviously taller than the supposed owner of the tomb. So do you realize this was not carved for the owner? Because at that time, the owner was still alive. In fact, he was one of those who prepared the body of Jesus. But then when they placed the body of Jesus, they realized, oh, this... This man is taller than me, so they had to, <laughs> okay? They had to extend the resting place. So usually the tomb was perfectly measured and carved according to the size and height of the owner. But since Jesus was taller than the owner, so they dug a little bit more, okay, to make Jesus' body fit in there, okay? Or to accommodate Jesus' dead body on that tomb, okay? So... Now, the question is, who was the tomb owner? Okay, the Bible says Jesus' body was placed in a tomb by a man named Joseph of Arimathea. Okay, Joseph of Arimathea. So, by tradition, after, you know, they, they, when they put the body in the resting place, they allow, okay, they put spices, etc. So, allowing the body to decay, and after around two years, they go back. That is why uh, rich men, uh, when they, they, their tomb has a movable entrance door. It's a big, it's a huge rock, rolling stone to secure the, the place. And when the time comes when they have to get in, because this is what they do. Once the, the body, uh, the remains, after two years, the one that is left are, uh, uh, is just the bones, okay? Uh, so what they will do is they will open the tomb and then they will fold the bones, okay? <laughs> they will fold the bones and put it on the right side of the tomb. So this is the left side, okay? That's the left side. This is where they laid Jesus. But then, you know, two years later, there is the right side here where it's going to be a... a, a they, they will fold it. That's why you see that there are small tombs in Israel because after a time, at least two years, they're going to fold it and then place it in, a, in the right area. So they, they have these principles uh, to the right, to the right, to the right. Okay, So that's why they don't seal the tomb entrance permanently. So the large rolling stone will secure the place and also they can take care of the remains after the decay the decaying process so all right now i'd like to uh read to you some references on the burial site so that you will not think that i am just 
uh, inventing this, okay? Let's read Matthew 27, 57. It says, As evening approached, there came a what? <clears throat> Rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Verse 58, Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to Joseph of Arimathea, from Arimathea. Verse 59, Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, verse 60, and placed it in his what? In his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. So meaning to say, you know, Joseph from Arimathea just bought a, 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 a property, a, a place in the... Uh, and had it carved, you know, it's, it was in a rock, a bedrock. So it's his tomb. And it, the Bible says in verse 57, he was a rich man. And he, it, the tomb was new, but he didn't know that, that, that Jesus was about to die. So everything was orchestrated, okay? Everything was orchestrated. And it says, he rolled the big stone in front of the entrance of the tomb and went away. Of course, we know later... The Roman soldiers came because they were afraid that the disciples will steal it from there. All right. Now, John 19, turn with me to John 19, 38. It says, Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now, Joseph was a disciple of Jesus. But secretly, because he feared the Jewish leaders, with Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by who? Nicodemus. Yes, Nicodemus. The man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Remember, Jesus told Nicodemus, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John chapter 3. So this is the man, the, the priest Nicodemus. So Nicodemus, the priest, helped uh, Joseph from Arimathea. Okay, this is not Joseph, the father of Jesus. This is Joseph from Arimathea. This was in accordance to Jewish burial customs. Verse 41, take note. Verse 41 says, At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden. So it's just nearby. It's, it's just a, a few steps away. It's, it's a few meters away. There was a garden from where Jesus was crucified. And in the garden, a new tomb, okay, which in which no one had been ever laid. Yeah, because it's a new tomb. Now, we read in Matthew, it says, it was owned by Joseph from Arimathea. Okay? He, it was his tomb. It was supposedly for him. <laughs> but what happened? He yes, gave he it for the Lord. Wow! Hallelujah! That's recorded in the Bible. <laughs> oh, verse 42, Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. So they, there's no choice. Actually, they, they cannot do a just, you know, how we do things here in the Philippines. No. They have to bury it right away. So God has planned it all together. God has orchestrated it because God has a plan that on the third day, hmm, there's going to be that the Son of Man will be resurrected. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? So guys, we went there. I can't believe that we were there. And where Jesus rose from the dead, from the resurrection site, and it's such a blessing. So I'd like to thank um, uh, Sir Ken Sandberg and Ati Chris Sandberg for taking us with you and for our sponsor, 
uh, Sir Byron. Salamat po. God bless you if you're watching. Uh, I give glory to God and I thank you. We thank you. Okay, so 2 Corinthians 4.14 says, We know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to God together with you. So amazing. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. He believed that we will all be resurrected just as Jesus was resurrected. God will resurrect us with Him, with Christ, and, and, present, and, Jesus, uh, and present us to God. The Lord will present us to God. Okay? Um, as righteous people. So, last point. Last point. This is your take home. The resurrection provides us the assurance of forgiveness. Also, the sinner's justification is confirmed. That's Romans chapter 4. I want to read that one. But let me just jump to verse 25. Okay, Romans chapter 4 verse 25. It says, He, or Jesus, was delivered over to death for our sins. So many you say, he, he died, He was crucified for our sins. So what He did was not for Himself. What He did was for us. What do we mean by that? Because it was a Passover. Uh, during the Passover, he himself was sacrificed, okay? He himself. So th th there is this uh, this um, uh, liturgy, there is this, this uh, uh, tradition in Israel where they celebrate Passover because it was commanded by God after the, the original Exodus, the, the Passover. Two years after that, God said, you are, you are to commemorate this every year. And that is why that time, the real Lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice, the perfect Lamb of God, Okay, was arrested, he was inspected, and he was ble without blemish. And the, that, that day, that time, he was sacrificed for our sins. He became our substitute. It was a substitutionary death. That's why it says, Jesus was delivered over to death for our sins. Okay, so if you believe in Jesus, your sins are already nailed on the cross 2,000 years ago. It was nailed there when he was nailed on the cross. By faith. You understand? And, okay, let's finish this, the, the verse. It says, And was raised to life. Again, okay. And was raised to life for our what? Is it there? Yeah. Raised to life for our justification. Meaning to say, He was resurrected for what? For what? For what? He was resurrected for our justification. Or it, what it meant is this. He was resurrected to declare us righteous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If Jesus was not raised to life, then we are not acquitted of our sins. Okay? Amen? So here's the point, my friend. In other words, the sacrifice Jesus made provides the believer the assurance of forgiveness. So now we know we are forgiven. Why? Because He was our substitute. The judgment that was meant for us. Okay? The death, the consequence of sin. The, the, the death that was meant for us, the punishment that was meant for us, okay? He bore it on the cross. He absorbed God's anger towards sin, okay? He took it from us so that He was the one who was nailed on the cross, okay? So now, God's anger was pacified, okay? The Lord's anger towards the Lord's constant anger towards sin was pacified. He was appeased. So God will no longer judge us in Christ because Christ already, already, He took it. The, the, the punishment for sin, He took it. So God's anger and justice was released on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why He died 
what? Uh, he was delivered to death for our sins. He dealt with sin. So now, in Christ, you are made righteous, you are sinless. Now listen, not only that, the Bible says in verse 25, Romans 4, 25, and was raised to life. He was resurrected for our justification. Amen. So, it meant, uh, what it meant that Jesus, uh, the sacrifice Jesus made provides the believer the assurance of forgiveness and the believer's justification is confirmed. Romans chapter 4 verses 23 to 24. So it's a happy feeling, friends. It's, it's, a, you know, it's a feeling of victory, uh, of being triumphant. I mean, it's a happy feeling, right? It's a happy feeling that before you stand, on the courtroom of God. One day, when we stand on the courtroom, we know exactly. We already know the verdict. Hallelujah. Okay, we know the outcome. So no need to worry about the, the outcome of, of, of during on the day of the Lord. Okay, on His day. The judge will surely declare us righteous in Christ. Acquitted from all sin charges. We are acquitted from all sin charges and the Lord will say, Hey, you are a free man. Go and sin no more. Hallelujah. It's, it's another reason to celebrate, right? So we celebrate the resurrection of Christ because it is for us. It reminds us that our sins are forgiven and that we are acquitted of our sins. Meaning to say, we are declared not guilty. Okay? We're not guilty. Hallelujah. So, friends, if you put your trust in Christ, I tell you, if you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Jesus said once again, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, there's a song that we want to render. Yes, just prepare it after we will pray for you first because we, you know, like I said, the third resurrection is about the two futuristic resurrections. And these two events, futuristic resurrections, is a thousand years apart. So if you belong to the first resurrection, you will be resurrected to eternal life, to life, eternal but if you belong to the second resurrection, you will be resurrected to damnation. Because you refuse the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why today, don't be offended if you are in this category where the Bible calls non-believers. Because now, you have no escape. Be uh, I mean, you have no excuse. I'm sorry. You're not excused. Because we're giving you this time the opportunity to be part of the kingdom of God. We're giving you this opportunity to be a child of God. Okay? Amen? So the Bible says, uh, As many as those who believed Him, who accepted His testimony, who accepted who Jesus is and what He did, He gave them the right, ang katungod in Cebuano, he, the Lord will give everyone the right to become children of God. Those who will, what? Accept Him. Accept what He did. 
the gospel of Christ, who Jesus is and what he did. So today, if you want to give your life to Jesus, okay? Yes. If you want to give your life to Jesus, I want you to bow down your heads, okay? Wherever you are, the Lord can read our minds and our hearts. He understands. If you recognize that you are a sinner, you cannot save yourself. That you need a Savior. It's time, my friend, to commit your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And begin the journey. Okay? Your journey in Christ. Your journey to eternal life. Okay? So bow down your heads and pray after me. This is a prayer of commitment. A prayer of salvation. Okay? Say Follow after me. Say, Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins, and that He rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for staying with us uh, in this topic on the resurrections in the Bible. I hope you're blessed. And if you're blessed and you want other people, you want your friends to be saved, you want them to know who Jesus is and what he did, you want them to understand the significance of Jesus' death and resurrection which I just, you know, elaborated from Romans chapter 4. What was, there? What, what was that verse again? Romans chapter uh, 4, verses 23 to 25. That's, that's very powerful. So you understand why he died and, and the significance, the relevance of his resurrection. It is for our, uh, our uh, justification that we are justified, acquitted of all sin charges. Amen? So, friends, uh, if if you are new, you, you gave your life, you, 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 you prayed that prayer from your heart, welcome to the family of God. I pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to guide you. And you need to look for a church or uh, uh, people who who who, uh, who are Bible believing who, who acknowledges Jesus and, and the Bible as the word of God because you need to grow you need to mature so that you can bear fruit okay because there's there's going to be a lot of trials along the way the enemy will not just give, give you up okay it's like in Egypt when the Israelites <clears throat> you, you know I mean, during the Exodus you know Pharaoh did not you know just let them go that easy in fact Pharaoh chased them in the wilderness and tried to kill them in the wilderness. But see, God is the mighty deliverer. Hallelujah. You read that story. That's the, By the way, we, we mentioned that last week. 
because our topic last week was the Passover. So it's very important that you know, you understand the, the Passover story. So if you've not watched that, we encourage you, please watch our uh, our previous um, episode, our previous broadcast entitled The Passover Story, okay? Followed by this. So if, if you think uh, this will help your friends, uh, your, 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 your classmates, share it. Okay, your office mates, share it. Okay, uh, give them the link. Send them a, a link of this uh, program. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The link is provided in the comment box. Where? Ah, I mean, it's just floating. Okay. The link is there. Thank you, John. <laughs> All right. So, hallelujah. Amazing. God is amazing. Amen. Um, all right. So, remember this. Only Jesus saves. Jesus is the Lord and Savior. He's the King of Kings. He's going to save us. He did everything for our salvation. To obtain life, you got to go through Him. Jesus said, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. You have to go through Jesus. So put your trust in Jesus. In everything, do not fear. Why? Because. And because He lives. I can face tomorrow because He lives. All fear is gone because I know, I know He holds the what? The future. <clears throat> and life is worth a living just because He lives. Because He resurrected from the dead. So we are assured of salvation we are sure that we are declared righteous already amen because what does the bible say we read it paul said jesus is going to present us to the father father these are the people i paid for that i ransomed okay these are the people that i that i atoned with my own blood they are made righteous so friends Let's enjoy the song in Christ alone by our family. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song, this cornerstone. This solid ground Firm through the fiercest drought and storm What heights of love, what depths of peace When fears are stilled, when striving cease My comforter, my all in all Here in the love of Christ I stand In Christ alone Who took on flesh 
remember we put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ amen for he did all the work for us all we need to do is believe he did the work already so friends uh, we are grateful to the Lord so it's just right to celebrate okay but before that please raise your hand uh, you can stretch your hand up and uh, let's declare the benediction the priestly blessing and now the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace, both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Amen and Amen. God bless you. Let's celebrate the resurrection of the Lord. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for 
Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash MFCDVO. God bless.